I'm here at the Dunsink Observatory, just off the main lecture hall. We're looking at some clocks. And uh, you could tell me the significance of clocks to Dunsink. Well, Dunsink, as you probably know, is very famous because of its uh, its importance in keeping the time for Ireland and uh, around the Dublin area. Uh, in and it was known as Dunsink time. And this was actually taken from the position known astronomy here in the Meridian Room where observers used to actually uh, have telescopes and when they'd open the shutter at night time they'd actually take the positions of the stars that they'd pass over and then the information was sent down to the ballast office and there the ballast uh, office used to reset the time ball on the, the time dedicated from Dunsink Observatory. So this is part of the, the clock, the mechanics and the clock working system in relation to that. And these were set accordingly. And this was the slave clock to do with it. So in here is the, the room that the actual readings took place. And this is a, the meridian li line. So it's according, the stars travel according to the meridians of the, of the earth. And so the shutters were opened and the observers used to sit in their um, chairs with their telescopes trained up to the sky and note the stars as they pass by, and that was hugely important in the setting of time. Now, as you may know, there was two times in Ireland, Dunsink time and Galway time. Galway time was faded out when life became a little bit complicated in the, the legal system, so Dunsink time then took priority over that. That's the, the main feature of this room in those days. Now we use it for public outreach and for scientific workshops and seminars, uh, international visitors that come to give us uh, talks and also international visitors like cosmonauts, astronauts were here last year and uh, people that would have written books on um, astronomical interest and then would they come and give a talk on that to various interested parties throughout. You may know as well that in recent times there was a, a little article in the paper uh, about a missing moon rock and that actually used to live in this room but unfortunately in 1977 there was a very serious fire in this room and all the roof collapsed in and so with all the debris and everything else the poor moon rock got transported across the road to Dunsink Dump, where it lives happily ever after, <laughs> in with the, the rest of the city dump, uh, rubbish. And uh, so, unfortunately, that's the consequences of the fire and the losing of the, the moon rock. Dunsink was first built in the 1780s, but probably the most famous astronomer here would have been William Rowan Hamilton Correct. in the 1830s, 1840s. Correct and there's a famous bridge associated with him nearby. Yes, he was uh, an extremely talented mathematician and he had been working on uh, a problem where for years and years and that was the quaternions. And one day in a flash of genius or whatever you'd like to call it, on his walk into Trinity because um, part Dunsink was part of Trinity in those, those days, so they used to walk in and out quite frequently. And when he was walking in, he, this flash came to him, and it was the first, I suppose you classify it as scientific graffiti that was <laughs> scrawled into the wall in 
uh, Broombridge so that he wouldn't forget it. And it's commemorated every year on his birthday. There is uh, the Hamilton Walk and a couple of hundred people turn up every year and do the walk <laughs> and go down. And so we have a talk here on Hamilton and the Quaterniums and they come from Forest Field as American, various places like that for that particular event. So. Okay. I wonder. I wonder if when he came, when he first th- thought of them in 1843, whether he realised they'd end up powering computer games. I doubt it. I doubt it. It's 200 years. So you know, a little bit of advice out there to people: keep thinking, keep writing, because someday you never know where it might end up <laughs> and how useful it might be. Because a lot of these people didn't honestly know in those days what or where their thoughts and ideas would actually end up on many, many fronts. Chemistry, music, art, poetry, uh, sciences, mathematicians, the whole lot. So, you know, a bit of advice is keep thinking, keep writing it down. Someday it might get out into the world and then other days, you know, with the improvement of technology, uh, what's possible in two and three hundred years' time. So there you go. You mentioned poetry there as well. There's a link between the observatory and William Wordsworth. Yes, uh, we think that William Wordsworth was very friendly with the uh, people here in Dunsink Observatory and a lot of them used to come out and have soiree evenings and lovely things like that. And he actually is supposed to have penned the um, host of golden daffodils actually out here in the grounds. And so there, w- there is a walk that was there, um, and it's called the Wordsworth Walk. So it was part of the the pathway in the gardens of Dunsink Observatory itself. Thank you very much. Not at all.